and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. We're back with me and Shamil for this week's uh, Pick'em podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we were going to do a, a review podcast, but one of us got COVID. Um, and and it was, wasn't me. Yeah, I wasn't able to to make the, the podcast, unfortunately. So we just didn't have a chance to do it, I'm afraid. So apologies for our regular listeners. Um, we will try and be better. Uh, and try and prevent ourselves getting COVID again. But we are here, and, and I also want to apologise for my dog in the background, who is currently, like, scratching the floor with her face. Thanks, Polly. Um, we're here to talk about week six, though. Uh, just me and Chanel this week, though. Chanel is currently in Vietnam, in a bar, getting plastered. So he said he doesn't want to join us. So instead, he's just got the likes of me and Sham. How are you doing, Sham? I'm good. We've all had our nibbles and dinner this evening. So now we're joining on the back of that. So we're full men. Who's, who's that men. nibbles? What nibbles? I've not had any nibbles. I'm pretty sure I saw you have a nibble. I had um, a drink. I well, tried to keep my throat, throat moist as I've got COVID. Yeah, okay. We'll just keep the viewers guessing what you're eating. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we couldn't go through last week's games. <clears throat> like we would have wanted to, but boy, on the pickums, we all had a bad week. Shan's caught up. Uh, let's give you my, uh, the scores on the doors. Both Shan and I are on 51. Tay, you're still lagging behind on 47. So marathon, uh, not a sprint. Marathon, not a sprint. You didn't win last year either. Just saying anyway, so Shan's on uh, 1-8 this past week. You and I both had 7 but I think we didn't cover ourselves in glory glory with some of the picks. We'd made. No, no. There's no. a lot of hero picks being made. The the week before, we, we did an amazing job getting the picks, but this last, last week's been atrocious for us all. But this it's is not... the week that um, in the NFL, you start seeing teams come to the fore. You start seeing separation, or this is the starting of that, I feel. Um, we've gone through, what, five games now in the NFL? For most yeah. teams, and this is now where you get a sense of the idea where teams are going to are they going to head trend downwards or are they going to start going trend upwards? I mean, the AFC, for example, is um, full of three and two teams, competitive three and two teams. This week kind of can create some gaps in certain uh, situations, so I'm looking forward to it. I, f- I feel like when we look through the slate of games. We start feeling ah. Well, there's a, there's a lot we more. Like this match and we don't there, like this match. Well, there's a lot more for me as well. Clear cut who who should win and who should lose. Like I think this is what's starting to happen. There's less games where I'm confused, and like on the fence. Like there's more where I'm, I am just sort of like yeah, like you know I'm certain that this team should win. But then you know we were all certain that the Bills. Well, I mean me and you were certain that the Bills would beat the Jags in, in Tottenham, and that didn't happen. I just didn't yeah. want to jinx the Jags, you know. We we're, were um, all certain that Green Bay would beat Las Vegas last week, and look what happened. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you think about both those games, and you think about the Bills deciding to come in so late, and then also start off so slow, and the Jags were in London all that time, maybe I should have picked the Jags, but I'm a Jags fan. I can't, I feel like I always let myself down when I pick the Jags, or well, they let me down, I should say. But let's, um, let's, talk, let's talk about this week, though. Let's move on and talk about this week. Well, you uh, had conversations about, about um, I don't want to buyers. Talk, I don't want to talk about all that now. I don't no, that's that. for the sellers and buyers podcast mm. edition of the trades. Right, go on, we, 
kick it off. Well, let, let, I'll kick us off with the exciting game of the week. Um, there's a couple of them, but I think the Monday night football game, Cowboys versus Chargers, should be the tasty matchup of the week. It is the um, Kellen Moore revenge game. No, yeah, forgot about our Kellen Moore situation. After, <laughs> after the week that the Cowboys have just had, after getting trounced by the 49ers, the whole conversation is about their outdated offense. But also, the Chargers aren't a team that have been covering themselves in glory. Well, I, th- What I'm excited about for this matchup, outside of Kellen Moore revenge game, I don't think there's been much of a difference in LA, but Austin Eckler is coming, should be back from his injury this week. Now, that is a tonic that the Chargers needed. They obviously lost Mike Williams for the end of the year. They had an early bye week. I'm sure no one likes that. Um, but the Cowboys also, like, again, national TV, a big game I, again. I'll tell you who did like the, the early bye week, Austin Eckler. Yeah, definitely. Gives, gives them a week to rest up and be able to get back on the field. And is a player, you know, who's due a contract. He's not going to put his on the body on the line for nothing now. He's no. got to be selfish. Um, the Chargers technically were. so, But also, like, the Cowboys, when they're playing a big team in a big game, Dak and Mike haven't delivered. Mike McCarthy. None of them have delivered. They they worry me here. This is a tough match just to call it. Like, this is a worrisome matchup. Because, yeah, the Chargers, they are exciting. They, they do have exciting moments on offense. They look good. But their defense isn't particularly solid. Um, and on the flip side of that, the Cowboys, you know, you, you'd bank on their defense playing better than it did last week against the 49ers. And so long as the offense gets going, it's a better, it's a better defense for them to play. Like they're not playing the 49ers defense this week. So then, you know, this is a tough matchup for me coming in. If you're the Chargers, like I know you rested off of a bye week, but you're coming against a team that's just been, just been smoked who are going to want revenge, who are going to want to be showing, you know, we are a powerhouse still in the NFL, especially Mike McCarthy, because he's made such a thing of being in charge, being the play caller. So I'm worried if I'm the Chargers. I mean, I I completely agree with what offensive direction is taking the Cowboys. I feel they are missing a power back next to Pollard. I think some of the concepts on passing game aren't great. They don't actually help Dak. There's a lot of condensed stuff. I just don't think they're utilizing pieces very well. They're not putting certain players in positions to win. Like, I don't think CD Lamb's had over five catches this season in a game. Yeah, that's mad. That's mad. He's by far their best receiver. I feel sometimes they try and force it inside the numbers too much. Yeah. They don't try and, you know, take plays on the outside. Brandon Cooks hasn't been utilized properly. He's not been utilized at all as he should. Not for me. And they're missing but, Zeke. Not Zeke, but a better version of Zeke. They need a power back. They're also missing Dalton Schultz for me. I know like you're high on Ferguson. You, you picked up fantasy and stuff and uh, were quite offended when I insulted him. But like... But I did I, drop him a week after because he just... <laughs> up, so. But I, I actually think they're missing Schultz. Like, I feel like Dak doesn't have that security blanket to throw away to. Um, Ferguson might have a bit of upside, but Schultz was a sure thing. Um, yeah. Let's pick it though. I, I'm, I'll go with the charges in this game. I'm, I'm gonna hate myself for doing it, but that's what I'm gonna do. I mean, if the charges lose, they're two and three. 
They're, they're a two and three team though. I I don't. They're a two and two team right now, but. Yeah, but I I they, wouldn't be surprised if they're a two and three. They could go behind the Raiders. Just thinking uh, out loud, um, which would be bad. Um, but I would also pick the Chargers, and I think Shams also picked the Chargers. I don't trust the Cowboys enough. A clean sweep against the Cowboys—that yeah. is outrageous. I, I think it's just more of a confidence thing with the Cowboys. Another big game. And I just don't trust them in big games, but I don't trust the Chargers in big games. I just think no. they have better talent on offense. I know actually, you know, Herbert knows how to utilize himself in these yeah. games. He, does, he ain't going to make loads of picks like that can. Where do you want to go next? I mean, we're not going to go with the worst game, which is the Commanders Falcons. Um, but I want to see what you think of well, going down the schedule. And I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks versus Cincinnati Bengals. Now, maybe you're asking why. Well, Geno Smith is a guy who's thrown for very few interceptions, a lot of touchdowns. He's seemingly turned his career around under Pete Carroll. You can see they are a team. They play like a team. They've got a lot of young talent. And... um, they're playing a Bengals team that finally looked like themselves last week. Mm. So I go into this game thinking, okay, this is going to be a fun watch. Like, this is a game you want to watch. I, I don't know, though, because um, was it was it the Cardinals that the Bengals played last week? Um, it was right. Yeah, it was, it was the Cardinals. Cardinals. But the Cardinals have been playing well against everyone. Car- Cardinals have been playing well, but the Cardinals are no Seahawks. Like, it, it's going to be a different game for them. Without T. Higgins in that offensive lineup for the Bengals, I feel it hurts because they're using Jamal Chase, which is apparent for any Jamal Chase fantasy owners, as you got them over 50 points. Um, and that's it. That That's their offense in a nutshell. It's Joe Burrow throws the ball to Jamal Chase. Without T. Higgins on the roster, it, they don't have another option. They have like nobody's at wide receiver who they're throwing the ball to. But this Seahawks defense isn't going to be as easy to walk over as what the Cardinals were. No, no disrespect to the Cardinals whatsoever, though. Like they have been playing well this season. It's just that I, I think that the Seahawks are a different kind of fish. Uh, but they're also coming off a bye, and I feel the Bengals are back on. Usually, this is the time to start winning games again. Uh, Burrow being that guy, I feel. Burrow has had what three off seasons in a row now. He's had uh, injured, injured off season. Well, he he just always seems to be injured. Like, but, he, but now he's getting healthier. So yeah, surely I, this is way. I, I don't think the Bengals are going to be way worse than they were at the end of last year. I don't. So I don't. I, think, I, I don't think they're going to be bad. Don't get me wrong. I think this will be a good game. I think it'll be a competitive, like even even this game. But I feel like the the Seahawks just have more to offer as a team. Like, but I don't think if I feel like if Cincinnati comes in with an early lead, Seattle kind of goes off script because they're a run-heavy formation team. Gino's really smart with the ball, reads the field really well. If if you're forcing him to throw all the time, take away that run game, mitigate that run game with that um, defense, I think Cincinnati will set themselves up to win. If they're playing in Seattle-style football where it's close, um, second quarter, third quarter, then you're playing into Pete Carroll's hands. That's the type of game he wants it to be. 
But th- this um, all comes this all comes down to though, like if the Bengals can get the Seahawks off the field, because I don't trust that defense. I know they had a nice game against the Cardinals, but with um. With you don't trust Luana Rumo's Cincinnati defense? No, I, mean, I think they've been playing well. No, not not for this, not because they're gonna have to stop the Seahawks like multiple times. I feel like they're gonna need takeaways because I feel like the Seahawks they've got so much talent on both sides of the ball now, they're just gonna take advantage of it all. I mean, I, I like you look, you look at that offense, they've got Kevin uh, Kenneth Walker, is it Kenneth, Wal- Kenneth Walker? Yeah, 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 and Zach Chabonet, yeah, yeah, at running back. Walker's having a great year again. He looks legit as like. A... I mean, he always looks legit when he's not injured or he's yeah. getting volume. But for some reason, it's always when you look at the Seahawks, you think average quarterback, great <laughs> head coach. You just, you know, it's quite hard in your mind to flip Geno Smith being, you know. It is. It really is. Geno like Smith being great. like the, the guy. Yeah. And it, when it's you, hard. you always pick, you know, you look at teams and you pick really based on a quarterback's half of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time. And you've got Joe Burrow against Geno Smith, and you think, ah, you know, Cincinnati, they've got to come good. But saying that, I did pick the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, you, you, um, you just took a load of waffle there just to try and add some jeopardy. I did. I had to try and add some jeopardy because I, I've been a big uh, Cincinnati believer, um, a Burrow believer, but I'm going with uh, Seahawks. I think this game plays to their advantage where if they can make Joe Burrow move, try and make him move from his spot, it sets themselves up for that secondary to get their hands on the ball. Well, I hate myself because I'm losing the pickings at the minute. So sometimes you just have to put yourself on the line to try and close the gap. So I'm going to pick the Bengals. Shams also picked the Bengals. So whichever way, you're taking a loss to one oh, of Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm taking a loss to one of you. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining up on one of you. You never know. But I'm going to pick the Bengals in it. Uh, to try and catch up with you. I didn't know It, it is a home was. game. It's in Cincinnati. So. Yeah, well, that's that, that more to me. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, a game of two teams that look terrible. Uh, well, no, they, they, they don't look terrible. But two teams that are one and four. Divisional game. Minnesota Vikings. Chicago Bears. The reason I want to talk about this. Are we going to see the Justin Fields that we saw against the Commanders? If we're seeing against the Justin Field that we saw against some of the commanders, they're not getting rid of him in the offseason. Um, no, well, you can't get rid of him. But in this in this game, if he turns up and plays like he did against the commanders, which the Vikings have a much softer defense than what the commanders do, like, this could get out of hand. Especially but the Vikings the- played the Chiefs really well, 27-20 game. The, but the problem is they lost Justin um, Jefferson for the, basically... For a long time now, I think he's gone on IR. He's on it, well, that it's still undecided. I don't think he's been. No, yeah, he's just landed IR. I can confirm they've called up Inky or Harry from the practice squad. Uh, but he's gone on IR. Like, ouch. But yeah. I love what they still have: Hawkinson, Addison, uh, KJ Osborne. I don't. Kirk and I Cousins gets all this hype about. Okay, no, I, let's I, bring in Kirk Cousins if you're the Jets. Look, don't, I don't want no Kirk Cousins disrespect right now because Kirk Cousins okay, isn't the problem. The problem, the problem. the problem is the rest of the offense is underwhelming. They're play, they're not playing to what 
their potential. The the offensive line hasn't been good this year. I agree the offensive line Kirk, is the problem. Kirk's been getting absolutely slaughtered when he stands back to throw the ball. He's not getting time. Madison is not proven that he is the guy there. He's not running the ball very well at all. They're not getting much in the out of the run game. And even, you know, these receivers, Hawkinson hadn't looked like he did last season. He's got paid his money and he's just sat on the couch. He's like, you know, I've now been paid. I'm happy. You, de- you no, disagree with that? You disagree I, I with that? Agree. I mean, he's one of the leaders in all the Titans no. statistical major no. categories. No. He doesn't look like he did last season. There's better Titans. Like, last season, he was legit one of the better Titans in the league. This season, I could name, like, five off the top of my head that look and play better than him. Uh, and at receiver as well. Outside of Jay Jetters. I like Addison. I like their pick up in the draft, but he's still a rookie and hasn't shown much yet. KJ Osborne has showed up in parts. This is the sort of time where having an Adam Phelan still on your roster helps. But obviously they had to move on. So like I just feel like the roster's weak. When you lose Justin Jefferson, it, it makes your roster look really weak. Whereas it exposes the passing game without you know that elite player. It does expose it. Like what else have you got? Do you actually have a scheme or is it just dependent on one guy? And also, I, TJ Hawkinson, put some respect on the guy's name, is third no. in the NFL in receiving yards. No. Titan. He's got two touchdowns. I mean, only, only two? Only two? That's he leads the league in receptions at tight end. Nah. No respect on his name. I mean, his joint's second on touchdowns. No so I don't know what, what tree you've no. been uh, washing the game on. I, 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 don't, res- I don't respect him. I don't respect but also, him. Also, okay, I agree on the O line. Like, they've got to start showing up. Because Kirk Cousins is going to want to head out before the end of the contract at this rate. Whereas whereas on the flip side of that, the Bears last week against the Commanders, the offensive line looked brilliant. Like, they looked much improved. Forget about the offensive line. I thought Justin Fields looked brilliant. He was delivering <laughs> dime after dime, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was, he was, he was accurately. He was and DJ Moore is the DJ Moore that they wanted to sign. But this is, this is the problem that they had. Up until last week, they were not throwing DJ Moore the ball. The game plan didn't involve putting the ball in DJ Moore's hand. Whereas last week, it feels like they switched it around. Well, they went, we're going to take advantage in a row, of this guy. Right? Mainly this week. The week before, it, he didn't get as much volume. But like last week, he got a lot of volume. And they scored a lot of points. But not only that, he's going to get other guys open. Having him like get open as much, it's going to open stuff up for... Is it Nico Collins, who's their number two? Uh, no, Nico Collins is... The Houston Texans. Not Collins. Who's the number two? Oh, Moody. Mooney. Donald I Mooney. mean, I would say it's Cole Komet at this point. Oh, Cole Komet. But it, it opens the foot, though. Like, it opens the foot for that offense to do more. And I think defensively, they've got all the pieces there to have a good defense. We talked about it. Um, what what was impressive about Fields was, okay, he's not got, never going to be the most highly completion percentage type quarterback. But what he did do last week was drive the ball downfield, uh, 282 yards or 15 uh, completions. A lot of that, obviously, yak to DJ Moore as well. At 200, and, well, he had most of it at 230 of the 282. But he got four touchdowns passing. Usually, Fields, you think, okay, he's going to run. But I thought he looked really composed in the pocket. For sure. I'm sure it's the Commanders, but the Commanders are a team that actually have a very good defensive line. So if there was one place you're going to feel ghost pressure from, it's going to feel be from the commanders, especially when like, Chase has started looking really good, really good. They've got like four first round picks on that defensive yeah. line. And they're all like, good. 
<laughs> like they they have built from that trench like backwards, but the the whole defense is good. Yeah, I mean Jack Del Rio probably does not want to watch that tape back. I think the linebackers were all out of place. I feel that they play more as an individual than a team. Um, but like yeah, that that was the fire that the Bears needed to see, the fans yeah, needed sure. to see because for sure they there was a lot of hype around the Chicago Bears. A lot. Well, I was I was one of them. I was straight on this Bears bandwagon, and I still am. I still like them, but they need to show me more. I'm because gonna extinguish that, that fire though. Well, I'm gonna say because of that, I'm I'm on the Bears bandwagon this week too. Well, you're with Shan. You're picking you you guys again. Both picking one team. You're picking the Bears. I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings. I think desperation time in Minnesota can lead to some good results, and I think Chicago, one of the potential get right games in division. No one's catching up Detroit there. No, no one's catching up Detroit. And talking about Detroit, nice little segue there. Let's talk about Detroit. Because they're playing a tough matchup this week against the Buccaneers. Which... Mayfield-led Buccaneers. <laughs> but if you just said to me, like, at the start of the season, that this would be a tough matchup, a close matchup, yes, a tough matchup, what? An exciting matchup, never. But that's exactly what this is. This, this Lions offense is... Like with Jared Goff leading the way, it seems it's really exciting. Even like with Amaron St. Brown out last week, the offense looked really exciting. Like they they added stuff in Montgomery, David Montgomery. Like everyone absolutely chastised and criticized this back office for getting rid of Jamal Williams and bringing in Montgomery. But it seems that they made the right move. They they know what they're doing. Because Montgomery has never looked better as a running back for me than he does. No. I mean, it's easy within a good offensive line to look good. He leads the league with Travis Etienne on missed tackles forced, uh, I believe, or explosive. Uh, I believe it was missed tackles I read. Um, but that just tells you the season is having. His forcing fantasy owners like me of Jameer Gibbs say, well, <laughs> I think I made an error. It's not like, yeah, they need to force Jameer in because when Montgomery's playing so well, you can't just say, okay, Jameer Gibbs, you're going to get loads of carries. Montgomery, you don't deserve well, it. You, you've got to play the hot hand, right? Montgomery, I know, I mean... But I, I do feel either hand could be hot in this offensive line because how good Jared Goff looks behind this offensive line is incredible. Well, you're, Gibbs... you're a big component on the big men and the when... O-linemen. Yeah. When, Gibbs, when Gibbs went in for that week when Montgomery didn't play, he looked good that week. Like, he he had a good stat line at the end of it. He looked good. So, like, yeah, you're right. They could put him in more. But I I do like that they're not rushing it. They don't want to completely put him in straight off the bat. Here you go. At the end of the day, you don't want to be in a position where your first-round running back gets an injury or, you know, gets wear on the tyres where you can, you can save him for a year, potentially. Have him just come in and do the change of pace stuff to start off with before start utilising them more as, like, the free down, free down back. Um, I think it's a perfect strategy. And before, I didn't really believe in the Dan Campbell immaturity of we bite kneecaps. <laughs> like, a professional head coach, you know, that that is really how he speaks, and it's not, like, just saying a one-off. There's so many Dan Campbellisms. But you have to respect the proof. Well, the proof is in the pudding. And they are the best team in that division. By a long way, they're one of the best teams in the NFC. The wins are showing that um, offensively, defensively, I think Aaron Glenn's done an amazing job with that defense. 
the worry was they lost Emmanuel Mosley, their cornerback, with a ACL injury. I believe he had an ACL on the other knee last year, if I'm not mistaken. He's actually going to be a huge loss. He's a big cornerback for them. Um, but Aaron Glenn's defense has been playing lights out as well. I finally think we're seeing a Detroit Lions team that can play all all phases of the game. And we've never really seen that for many, many years. Even the Matt Stafford uh, Lions struggled with balance. I agree. I don't think there's been a better Lions team than this team that's like for them in the years. Since like before Stafford for me, like it's the most complete team. Um, I was hot on it when they, they, you know, they signed Dan Campbell. I've liked Dan Campbell. I've been a Dan Campbell guy. I've been on that train, still on that train. Um, I'm so much on that train. I haven't even talked about this Bucks team. I'm not going to, though. I'm going to pick the Lions for this game and be confident in it. Yeah, we've all picked the Lions, to be fair. So, um, the Lions it is. The Lions it is. Right, let's quickly run through the rest uh, of the games of the week. So, starting with the Thursday night game, Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all going to think this is a slam dunk. Chiefs win. This Broncos team is having itself a nightmare again. Um, Russell Wilson, though, second in the NFL in touchdowns thrown. Wilson's not really Quarterback issue. Rain's top five as well. He he kind of gives me like a bit of Kirk Cousins vibe. Like he's he's a bit he's just lost like that clutchness. Um, and also the defense is a bit of a What's problem. What's happened to the defense? We thought there's defense for yeah. The the defense the defense is meant to be great again, and it's just been absolutely torn apart by teams it's and everyone's on apparently on the trade block pretty much in uh, denver well, right the, now, so the, 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 the news speak. came out the news came out that it, they're not on the trade block uh when there's smoke there's fire <sighs> but i don't think pat's attempts one of them but also no if i if i'm another team calling up a little bit you know frank clark interesting yeah you know, if you're that one... There's, there's a few... If you're one piece away, yeah, there's a few players yeah. that you would take. Denver's a team to go to. Um, but yeah, Chiefs all day. Chiefs all around then. Uh, moving forward to the London game, the Baltimore Ravens play the Tennessee Titans. Is it at, at Tottenham Hotspurs? Yes, it is at Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium again. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens this time. They had an, a nightmare of a game against the Steelers. Where realistically they should have they should have done better. A lot of drop passes, a lot of misplays by the the offense um, to keep the Steelers in it. I, I like this Titans team. I like the way that Henry's going, but I just feel like the Ravens need a win here. So uh, the, those drop passes were awful. The the teams that lead the league, I believe, in drop percentage. Number one, Detroit. Number two, Jacksonville. Number three, Detroit. Um, sorry, Baltimore. Baltimore was heavily on that game um but also lamar jackson you got to start playing to that contract guy yeah you um, do i believe in one score games going into the fourth quarter he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in terms of turnovers he, he always does throw picks late in the game when the game's on the line and he can win it for his team this is the sort of stuff that you don't want to see when you give a big contract out and lamar was pretty vocal about him wanting that big contract and deserving it well, he's got to earn it, and got I don't think he's it. been earning it, and he's got to start somewhere. So I'm also picking the Ravens, also because I don't like Tennessee being in the same division. But Shams picked the Titans. He's thinking they've come back, bounced back from that Colts loss. I don't blame him. So it is um, in Tennessee, I guess. Moving on, Commanders versus the Falcons. 
Um, this is tough for me because I, I, I think I don't want to pick the Falcons, essentially. Uh, but I also don't want to pick Commanders. But then on the flip side, they've had a long week off. Hopefully, gets to pick a tie then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can we? Can we? No. No, I, we, we're, we're going to get this team out of your mouth. I'll toss the coin. Hold on. And we will go with the commanders. Are you? Did you just look at who Shannon and I had picked? Or no, no, no. Okay, you both pick commanders as well. We've all picked commanders. I right. don't think they're ever believers in this RT Smith Falcons, who some for some reason traded for a receiver this week called Van Jefferson from Van the Rams. Jefferson, yeah. Um, right, we've done that one. So we've done that one. So let's 49ers versus the Cleveland Browns. I mean, we don't need to talk too much about it. It's going to be the 49ers all day. Best team in football, 49ers. And Best team in football. Uh, yeah, look, Deshaun Watson, will he come back for this? Shoulder injury, he should be fine. He, well, he's, 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 they had a bye week, so he should be fine. But I, I can see him sitting out. 49ers, I don't want to get my reputation down he, the line. I, he could, I would sit out if I was him. Anyway, but, 49ers. 49ers all the way. Saints versus Texans. I'm going to go with Saints in this because I was do. I actually think that we've got a good chance here. Our defence is really good. Our offence is it's still... been really bad. Still stinky. That that game against the Patriots, don't be fooled by the, the scoreline. It wasn't a good offensive performance still. Yeah, and that's what you're seeing with basically Derek Carr, Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen combination. The, the, it's not... The P- it's not... Like, it's not Derek Carr's fault. It's not... Dennis Allen's fault in this situation for me. It's Pete Carmichael. It's his play calling. It's his play style. Like what, like what we said. He, he was asked about why they're not doing motions, and then put motions in after he was asked by reporters why he's not doing motions. Yeah, they were number thirty-two in the league in motion. But, the, but there's lots of other stuff, lots of wrinkles that he's just not. Also, players not plays. And I think if you look on paper, one of the most unexciting combinations of quarterback OC head coach is the Saints in the league. 100%. 100%. And it's not inspiring names there. None of them have that X factor. Well, the, the, the thing is, though, if if the offensive coordinator was a bit more exciting, then I would be all right. Because Dennis Allen is a defensive minded coach. And defensively, we're playing well. And it's never, but with the players there, there should never be a you pull that face. You pull that face, though. Yeah, but it it's only so much about players and so much about scheme. And at the end of the day, he's running that defense well. He's run that defense well for years. Yeah, like, and I think that's because it's not a hard defense to manage with some of the players they've got. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You could you could say that, but they drafted the, really well defensively. Sorry, like, but in the end of Sean Payton tenure. But offensively, they need something. They need a spark. They need some juice. And Carmichael's not giving it that at all. And with the players that they've got, it's criminal. Like this is the offense that Saints fans have to sit and watch every week. I I agree with you. <laughs> They've got players on there, but also let's talk quickly with Houston Texans. CJ Stroud, best rookie so far, hands yeah, down. Yeah, hands down. Hands down, and there's a lot coming out from Carolina. You know, the owner probably forced that pick. They like CJ Stroud. You're seeing why CJ Stroud was, you know, highly regarded. Yeah, he's he's an absolute talent. This this Texans team is going in the right direction. They're in the right direction. I think the Texans. There's a dangerous team. I, I bet you have, because they're a dangerous team. Who's Shannon picked? His pick the Saints. Who's with you? 
Boris with me on, on the Saints bandwagon. He's taking too much into that scoreline from last week. But anyway, we move on. We talk about your team. Colts versus Jaguars. This is an interesting matchup for me because... Gardner Minshew revenge game. <laughs> Gardner Minshew revenge game. A lot of people are giving the Jaguars a lot of flowers for beating the Bills last week. And in some regards, you have to give them the flowers. Like, they, they did beat the Bills. It was a good game for them to win. But there's still a hell of a lot of mistakes by the Jags. Like, throughout the whole game. It wasn't a clean game. It wasn't a clean win. If you watch Jags, basically under Trevor Lawrence, or even Doug Pedersen, they don't play clean football. Like, Trevor Lawrence has those moments, or the O-line has those moments. The O-line of the Jags has been atrocious. Like, they are getting, getting Trevor Lawrence destroyed in that uh, pocket. And if it's not them, sometimes there's drops. I think Lawrence has played at a high level, but that fumble, he does fumble now and then all the time. There's, you rarely get a clean and a top performance game. They should have beat the Bills by a bigger scoreline, bigger scoreline than they did. But also, yeah. I think they beat the Falcons, who played well. They beat the Bills, they were playing well. I think They've already beaten the Colts. I think that carries on. They need to. They've already have the win over the Colts in week one. They're both... Um, but but it was the Colts' sons, Jonathan Taylor, which they now have. No, Anthony Richardson now. Like, but, if any team knows what Gardner Minshew can do, it's the Jags. It's the Jags, yeah, for sure. But I, I, I actually like the Colts in this. I'm going to pick the Colts to win this. The last time the Colts beat the Jags in Jacksonville... Was Blake Bortles' his rookie year? Well, I think ten years happen. ago. I'm gonna, I think it's going to happen this week. I think that street ends. Roughly. I'm picking the Colts. I'm picking the Jags. Shan's picked the Jags. Well, fair enough. Uh, Panthers versus Dolphins. I don't think there's much needs to be said here. We're no. all going to pick the Dolphins because this is uh, an easy pick to make. Miami. Uh, the Josh. McDonald, uh, McDaniel's revenge game. I call, nearly call him McDonald. That's not his name. Josh McDaniel's revenge game against uh, Bill Belichick, his old boss. Um, this is not a tricky pick for me. As much as I'd like it to be, I'd like to try and like give it some juice and stuff. This well, is. Well, do you remember the last time these two teams played last season? I do. And Chandler Jones got a pick. Well, it's a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um. I mean, I'm picking the Raiders in this because the Patriots are a complete mess right now. The offense doesn't work. Matt Jones is a mess. And the the Raiders, as much as they are a mess as well, some of their star players are so such stars. I mean, if Judon and like Gonzalez was still healthy, maybe it's a different story. But, well, you've got Max Crosby playing well. You've still got Devontae Adams on that offense. Like, there's still enough pieces there to make this Raiders team work, especially against a bad team that just got like nilled at home so yeah Raiders for me I agree I think you're playing the worst offense in football McDaniels you cannot lose this game the Shan's gone with the Patriots though for some reason Brave. Uh Cardinals versus Rams um, yeah I can't pick the cards again after last week <laughs> like, I can't well I, I can't pick it this game anyway the Rams were close to winning last week I think Against the Eagles, yeah. they played them tough. They played, played them tough. Played them tight. So, like, the Rams, especially with Cooper Cop, another week back playing, they're going to be dangerous. It's a nice game for them to get, uh, like, a bit healthier, a bit, bit better, a bit more consistency. I'm going to get Rams in this. Yeah, it's a Rams sweep in the house. Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, Eagles versus Jets. 
let's not beat around the bush. Like it's, it's, it's got, it should Eagles. be an Eagles sweep. The yeah. only thing that the worry should be for the Eagles is that their offense hasn't still hit full gear. The Jets' the defense is playing really well. I, I don't think that's a worry because this the Eagles' defense is so good. Like it just doesn't really matter right now. I I feel like you're building momentum for this Eagles offense to get really good. So like they're still learning. They're still like it's a new play caller, new offensive coordinator. Like they're still learning. So I I don't hate that there's there's still some struggles there. Yeah, I mean the the Jets and don't forget nearly lost to the Broncos. I mean they were enough said touchdown. Yeah, enough said. Um, moving on, last game of our schedule here is. The pretty horrific Sunday night game. Buffalo Bills versus the New York Giants. Bills, let, let's not... Like, Dan, <laughs> today, I can tell you today, Andrew Thomas is not practising. Um, Darren Waller is not practising. Daniel Jones is not practising, all due to injury. But Saquon Barkley is practising. I, I would not put Saquon Barkley in this game. Hey, Matt Milano's out. Also, for the season, Fredavious White. Did you know, even before going into that game against the Jags, the Bills have the worst yards per carry against them? They're the worst run-stopping defense in the league. I did not know that. Maybe I would put Barkley in then. Maybe you need to get on the phone to Brian Dable and tell him. Like, get on a bra. Send him a next. And is ta- Taylor that much worse? Send him an X. Let him know. I don't know if you <laughs> call it send it an X now. I don't know. I don't know. I name. A tweet. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> Do you think Tyrod's much worse? Than Daniel Jones? Not the way that Daniel Jones is playing, no. There's a chance. And if Barkley's actually healthy and you play him, you just give the ball to Barkley, right? You just don't worry about it. Just just get the ball in Barkley's hands and tell him to, to win you a game. Uh, but I think it's a clean sweep for the Bills, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. On that bombshell, we'll leave it there for today. Thanks all for very listening. Uh, we will catch you again next week. Peace. Bye.